When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is David. Welcome back behind the velvet robe. Let's just get right into it today because we really do have a lot of people's favorite guests. This really, this is not just to float your ego. We are going to be breaking down the just finished Real Housewives of Beverly Hills part one season reunion with the one and only Real Housewife of Beverly Hills herself, Miss Catherine Edwards. Hello. I mean, I'm not just saying that people literally love you on this show. I swear to God, like this is sweet. I love that. You know, when you were just here last, like, I, I know you don't really monitor and everything, but that went out of all the times you were here, it's had a moment that went, I think, way more than ever. Like that was viral. Yeah. People went crazy. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I got a lot, a lot of messages from people as well. And I think that the, the one constant that everyone said was, thank you for saying what we're all thinking. That's what I, I literally, I think, I just think, you know, sometimes you just time things right. I think it was like the right week when Eric was trying to explain all this, everyone was kissing up to her, Sutton tried, but no one really spoke the way that you did. It just put it. And that's the thing I got. And like on YouTube, I do like little video clips. I'm not even kidding you. Like all together. I mean, not one, but all together, the video clips are probably close to like mm. a million. Like this one has like this, uh, this hundred thousand, like just one. Cause I do like little headlines. I it, love like, it. I'm like every video I have on YouTube is probably not added up to these, this whole chat. People like went crazy. Wow. Good. So I love that it. was so really when I say like, so when this was, I was like, there's nobody else to chat with about this except you. I mean, we were going <sighs> to text and chat about it anyway, Catherine, we might as well do it. Of for course. All these no, people. right. Let them know what we're thinking. <laughs> okay. Well, part one just ended. Like, where do we begin? What do you think? Like, I, mean, I don't even know where to begin. Where would you like to begin with all these lovely players? Why don't you start it and I'll jump in. Why don't you start on what you, what you think? And- okay. You're not going to want to know where I want to start. I mean, this is like, could I be any more of a gay man? Let's just start with the obvious, like who, who is your favorite dressed it doesn't you can you you can hate the person you don't have to be a fan of theirs just purely how they're dressed any favorites honestly I think this is the worst um look of reunions in a long time I I'm not really nuts about any of it nothing killed me where I'm like oh my gosh she nailed it I did love um Sutton shoes love the shoes um whatever that spray tan from my tv that was good uh, I, I did not like Rena's purple Priscilla. 
You didn't? I, I, I kind of, it's funny. My friend, Rachel, you could tell who lives in New York, she called me during it and she's like, I hate how everyone looks. I'm not impressed. So you're, yeah. I think that's going to be the like. No, yeah. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't love any of it. If I had to pick a favorite of the dress, I mean, no, nothing. And and honestly, nothing was very memorable other than Rana's purple. And I thought that that was like a weird, like Willy Wonka, uh, like, I don't know, George Jetson-esque. I, I, it, it missed me. You no. know, it's really weird on certain reunions like Potomac, Jersey's done this. They actually, I mean, they're different production companies. They give them a dress code. Like Potomac they do. last, like- they, No, no, no. At you, we all get dress codes. Everyone did. We did too. But they like they have to code. match, like they have to match where it's like Potomac. Like, I don't see what this, how this ties together. Like I, what, what was this thing? They, I think that they probably gave them a color palette. So maybe they said, you know, silvers, purples, black, like that. I mean, that's all I can think. Because this was weird. Oh no. And then um, Sutton was wearing a, a blue dress. I, I mean. And Erica was in pink. I saw a clip where she said she was going for the LA confidential look. And honestly, if she would have, well, I'm not say that that's not nice. I'm, I, I, you know what? I'll tell you, I've had a couple moments, you know, I'm a big person in, in karma and, you know, really not kicking someone when they're down and she is really down. So I've had a little bit of a wrestle with myself as far as how much I should verbalize what I think rather than, keep it to myself because she's a wounded bird right now. So there's things that I want to say that are not nice at all that I'm like refraining from. Well, you said a lot last time. So I mean, why stop yourself now? It's only, I have like the the Catherine angel on this shoulder and the Catherine devil on this shoulder. And it there, I have a horrible side where I can let shit fly. And, well, do you have any mm, wine or vodka in the house? Like, I mean, it is nighttime. Like that's maybe I, next time we'll have me. a drink yeah. together. Yeah. I, I will say this ugly is to the bone. And I will say that I think that there's a lot of comments about how different Erica's face is. Like she looks, I don't know if you saw like the SpongeBob SquarePants thing with her face on. And so I think it's just depression and she's, I mean, it's bad. And she's probably overeating and salt and who knows, comfort foods. But I, I am a firm believer in ugly always comes out. And maybe she's just shedding right now. Okay, so let's come back to her. Because I mean, I feel like that's our big discussion. I guess we could start with like, I mean, I assume as the four weeks go on, we're going to focus on other people. Like to me, sure. this, this reunion was like Garcelle's. It was all about Garcelle kind of, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I was, um, I was not, uh, I didn't like the, the interaction between Garcelle and, uh, Rena. Hold on, I'm going to cough for a second <clears throat> about the, um, the race thing. That kind of caught me off guard. Me too. That was really awkward for me. Like I, I was taken aback. I, I, I didn't know what the heck to make of that. And I, I and I kind of felt like I love Garcelle. And the way she brought it up and I could see that it really was serious for her. And it does, when she heard that, I believed her that she did hear that and that it bothered her. Um, I personally do not believe that Rena would have said that. I don't think so. I, don't. I just don't. No, I don't. I don't. No. 
I mean, it gave me flashbacks to like this whole season of New York. I mean, this is the whole yeah. topic. I mean, of course, you know, when she asked Garcelle where she heard this, now I'm like, I mean, I'd love to know. I think that there's a lot of and this. I'm speaking from experience. I think that there's a lot of relationships that have been strained between um, friendships where there where there's a diversity of color because I have a, a girlfriend who really is I don't see her that often but it has been a very good friend of mine over the years and she's black and she was mad at me for not being more vocal through the whole um BLM movement and and, and so you know and it, I remember when we talked I thought it was just so strange that you know, cause we don't see each other anymore that much. Cause we live in different cities and all these things that she felt the need to reach out to me and like, kind of get on me for not being more vocal. And, you know, I, I'm a private Instagram account. I don't have, I just, I just don't comment on stuff like that, but, and she knows where I stand. And I think that it's one of those things with Garcelle and Rena where someone wants to see something and everyone's kind of on high alert questioning if, you are who you say you are. And if you really care more about business and Hollywood and being, you know, all of those things. And, and so I could see that Garcelle legitimately believes it, but I don't think that Rena said it or did that. And do you, th- it was surprising. It's surprising to me. Do you think Garcelle, like, this is like, you know, I'm not taking sides. Like, do you think this is like a low blow? Like, well, you're bringing it up now. Like, I mean, you could have brought it up. I mean, like, again, I'm not, I look at us both being on Brenna's side for once in a, but like, you know, yeah. okay. You had all season and also like, you could bring it up off camera. Like if this, I don't know if you really, if someone said that's really egregious, I mean, right. Like if someone said, I don't 100%. want you on this. I don't want you to bring this up on the show. The show has no place for race. That's like a really strong statement. I would be like fuming if I were Garcelle. Like I would be right in the car on my way to Rena's house. Like what the fuck? I I have to agree with you. If if I was Garcelle and I heard that, I think I would have picked up the phone instantly and said, I don't even think I could have asked over the phone. I I would want to see the person's face so I could judge for myself if they're telling me the truth. And I would have had to know the answer right away. I couldn't hold on to something like that. And in, so in that aspect, for me to, to say that in the reunion, I, I, you know, but maybe I, then when she said that, I thought to myself, wow, she really, really, truly doesn't trust Rena. And I think that the friendship is far more damaged than she's letting on to they, I, all I really ultimately thought is they don't have the friendship that they say they have friends for 20 years. I've known Garcelle for a long time. I don't see her, but just cause you see each other at a party, you're not friends, you're acquaintances. Do they call each other and hang out? Probably not. They know each other from Hollywood. Yeah. So. And do you think like, was it, I mean, I forgot who brought it up, even though we just saw it, but the whole, like, you know, are you still harboring? I think Lisa brought, or was it Andy? Like, you know, are you still harboring? Like, are you upset over Denise? And Garcelle's like, no, I'm going to let her fight her own battles. I mean, she did bring, Garcelle brought it up on Watch What Happens Live. She's brought Denise up quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, I think that Garcelle is 
really pretty much a straight shooter. And, and I made a little like mental note to myself. I think what I recognize is Garcelle hasn't adjusted to Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Lisa Renna. And when she said to Renna, you changed. And then Garcelle was, or I mean, Renna was saying, Harry and I said that Garcelle's changed. And Harry said, she's different and she's not happy and all that. I think that Garcelle, just the same way when you and I started talking, however many months ago when I did the podcast for the first time, I said, there's parts of Renna. I don't know this girl. And that was after the, the season with Denise. And I think that Garcelle's adjusting to the Rena of Real Housewives. That and makes she doesn't sense. trust it. She doesn't trust it. And I think that the same way I said to you, I don't know that Lisa Rena. And I think that the line is getting blurred when the reality TV show starts to become your real life. And she might be losing herself a little bit in that. Yeah. I think it happens, like, even if you weren't famous before and an actress, I think it happens. But I think, I mean, I'm glad you're giving her credit. I think it's, I think she's gone. Like, I think there's, there's the old Rena's gone. Like, she's, she's all on board. I think that, I don't think that she's, yeah, I, I agree with you that that part of, like, what she's doing for the show. And I think she's going to milk it for as long as she can. And when it's done and it's over with, I think she goes back to who she was. Because I think that you know, come on, Harry wants to go camping and, you know, do the things he does and she, they're together. And I think that that's really her happy place. I do think she likes that. I think that she just gears up and puts on the tap shoes and the dance outfits for the money and the paycheck. I don't think it's really who she is in her heart. I don't. You don't. I I don't want to believe that that's who she is. And I think she's an actress and she just can do it and not listen. I lean, I lean, you know, had a Ron and Denise, like they were good for what they were, but like all out of all, I mean, they had Kim Fields from facts of life in Atlanta. Like Rinna yeah. is just, she's just good at this. This is the role she she's built. To play. She was built for this business a hundred percent. And, and I think, I mean, even when, you know, she snapped back at Garcelle right away, I thought, Oh brother. And, you know, because if you're really, truly friends, I just kind of think you you have a line that you don't cross. And I remember when I, the, the one season that I did, Renna and I both kind of had like a pact, like, you don't come from me, I won't come for you. And like, I, if I'm not mistaken, we even shook on it. And yeah, we and just. She, and she didn't come for you. No. And I didn't. I mean, I teased her and I didn't know then about the weight stuff. That was before all that stuff came up. And I did tease her about like not eating and everything. And I didn't know though. I thought it was being funny, but yeah. I think she just figured it out and changed. And look, she's, I mean, she's the first one back in the first season where she's like, I'm a hustler. I'll do this. I'll do this commercial for whatever those diapers were. Like she's not, I mean, I assume her money is way up there, like right under a million dollars. That's just what I'm assuming at this point. For For the season? You mean for the show? Yeah. For the show? Oh, for, I would have to think so. Yeah. Or like a little. And I think she, I think she deserves every flipping penny of it. 
I'll admit it, as important as it is for me to eat healthy and put the right nutrients into my body and hydrate, I'm really not great at it. I'm always on the go. I'm never making that a priority, and I'm always hungry. This was a real problem until I discovered 310 Nutrition. I love 310 Nutrition's water hydrators. You just add them to water, and they make your water taste so much better. They also have refreshing lemonade mixes. My personal favorite, they're all-in-one shakes. I love their caramel sundae, their vanilla cake, the shamrock cream. I drink one of these shakes and it totally satisfies my hunger. They're low in fat and low carbs, which I love. They also satisfy my carb craving. But don't take my word for it. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code VELVETROPE and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 off your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and it's easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code VELVETROPE right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code VELVETROPE. She's not going yeah. anywhere. She's not going anywhere. It, can you imagine if they got rid of her? That I mean, that show in a lot of instances would flatline. Rumor is they're all coming back and they've already they started should. filming things like, well, you know what it is with all the ratings down for so many housewives like this has not down. like Potomac is up, but like this is not down. And so why would you not have it? I know a lot of people are like, Crystal doesn't bring anything. I mean, that's what a lot of people say, but it doesn't matter. Just she's coming back. They're not going to rock the boat. It did well. No. And, and listen, it's the, the season did well solely because of Erica and sure. Kathy Hilton was great. And, and Sutton was great. And you could say, who's the MVP, you know, whether you like Erica or not, and Lord knows I'm not a fan, you know, her real life drama is what made the season go. Why everyone is freaking tuning in period. Well, if they're talking about you on, in you know, CNN, Fox, New York post, the time i mean every newspaper it, this is not just a bravo thing <laughs> no it is not well the rumor is you know that you know you saw that new thing where they released that she makes six hundred thousand for the season and i mean i this is not confirmed but i just read something where they're like already she's getting a huge raise for next season i don't know if that's true i could see that not being true for a lot of reasons no i can't i mean personally i i don't think that you know, you get a huge raise just because you've got a real life drama in the in the show went up. I mean, that that's kind of like rewarding bad behavior, isn't it? Well, you know, yes. like, but yeah, and, and at the same time, what she's gonna quit? She's gonna say no to six hundred ninety five thousand dollars, like or seven hundred two? Like she's not quitting. I was so glad that Andy asked that question about like, let's be honest, like, what do you have now? What what she doesn't have a career because she doesn't have Tom's money to to fund it. She doesn't have anything else. I mean, who, what company is going to touch her with the 10 foot pole when she's got a $25 million lawsuit against her. And, and when the judge said that they can go after her for the money. Right. Well, this is why I'm shocked. Andy, when she said, when he said like, this is all you have now. And she's like, she said, like, unfortunately, she said something like that. I think she said, unfortunately. Yeah. 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 I'm like, you don't have a comment for this. Like, I thought to myself, wait a minute. Do you know how many women, men, period, would love to have a $600,000 job where all you have to do is, you know, go to fun dinners and, you know, 
have like a little argument cat fight with some women at a lunch table? Give me a break. I'm like, what do you, I mean, if I were Andy, I would have been like, should we not continue with this? Like, are are we bothering you? Where, where, if she loses this job, where is she going? Nowhere. No. I think I mean, Mastro's or where was she? That 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 restaurant's closed where she met him. That's why she was like, hey, I'm I'm single. I'm looking for a date. She is looking for the next. Uh... Well, this is why I don't feel bad. I mean, we could get into it later when we get into her, but like, I don't. So, I mean, the point of bankruptcy is like everything is wiped out. You start over. So you're going to start over with a $600,000 a year job. Sorry, whatever your raise is. I mean, she's going to get a raise for favored nations and however many years you're in. But, but yes, for sure. I have to imagine that her, her lawyer's fees are huge and yes, whatever, whatever living in LA, I know this sounds really bad, but living in LA with $600,000 a year is still, don't get me wrong. It's good money, but after taxes, and then she pays her agent or manager's fees or whatever else there is, she is by no means like socking it away for a rainy day. Like she's probably blowing through every bit of what she's making. And yes, I mean, same thing with New York. I mean, again, I'm not saying it's not a ton of money, but like by the time you're done, I mean, you're living like Listen, I, I've always said this, like in a city like, you know, L.A. or New York, it's like the difference is, OK, in where you live, like you have a two bedroom instead of a one bedroom. And I'm not being obnoxious, but like it's not like you're making six million. It's like there's differences. Yes, you can buy more clothes. Yeah. You have a bigger house you can have. But it's not like, you know, you're still not. It doesn't. I, 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 I get it. But that's where it's like that's where people don't feel like you're starting off with a job where you could have it for years technically if so. she's if she's if she's paying ten thousand dollars a month rent okay but that's where it's like well why don't you know what is wrong with a one bedroom like i'm sorry like you know just, but, i'm saying this to her but but wait a minute even even like a i mean okay she could get a one bedroom but a one bedroom in a nice area that's a decent size whatever she's going to be paying at least $5,000 a month. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So $60,000 a year. Right. And that's, that's in L- in California, that's 120,000 that you have to make pre-taxes. So, you know, a $600,000 salary, take 120. That's going to rent. I mean, the lawyer's fees have to be astronomical. I just think it's like if she's now going to start getting the glam and I mean, they say they're working for free, but with the glam for the show and like, you know, I don't know. That's where it's like, maybe, maybe you don't need this. Like, I mean, what a great storyline if she did go move into a small one bedroom and traded in the Range Rover for like, I mean, this could be. What, why hasn't someone stepped up and given her like crisis management like a fixer and said, That's listen, said. You, you are going about this all wrong. You could turn it around. People liked you. You are a little sassy. You have all this. I mean, you don't have that career anymore, but you could still be, you could find your niche. Yeah. She did this to herself. Like, I mean, I feel like, right. Like if you had crisis management and someone's like, this is what you need to do. I mean, I, I don't really I don't know when everyone turned on her, but it's, 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 
it's this, it's this attitude. Like, listen, when the whole thing started, I was like, when Andy's like, welcome and how are you? She's like, I slept fine. Like, why, why wouldn't I yeah. sleep fine? Like, would, I'm like, why, why, why are you starting with like, this is why people hate you and want exactly. you done. Like, right. I mean, like, she, you're, if, you're, if you're she so would, hateable. You're making us want to hate you. Like, if she would have said, I haven't slept in months and I can't sleep. Even when I sleep, I'm, I'm wrecked. I, th- I would have been like, oh gosh. Thank you for saying that because that's all we want to hear is that it, it weighs on you. I mean, this you don't get the impression of like, if this was, I had all this money, he did this, I'm starting over, I'm an honest working woman. And like, you know, here I am in my small apartment, forget the Range Rover. Yes, we're at TJ Maxx now and here I am. And you like my <laughs> dress, this comes from H&M. Guess what? I knew how to put, like if she, if she this could have gone way different, but it's the attitude and the like, right? Terrible. I couldn't agree with you more. She can't, she can't come down off that high horse though. And that really is a character flaw of hers. Honestly, she, she really, I think she's just a narcissist. I think she really is a true narcissist. You do. I I do. I mean, who would, who would in, in light of everything and all of the comments that she has to hear about and everyone hating her and doubting everything that she says i mean calling her a liar calling her a gold digger calling her a, a hooker or this or that everything that could be negative she's just like right back in your face like and fuck you and all the things she says like okay and that's right. the thing she does read the comments because she responds oh, yeah. every now and then so it's not like yeah. you're not seeing these like you're reading them and telling people off no and the things that the way she comes back at it to me, like with the, you know, the comments that she does say are just so low budget. It's just so crass. Yeah. It, she, she has zero endearing qualities. I'll say that for me. You say none. None. And I'm, and, and I really had a moment where I, I asked myself, like, should I just like, you know, I, I'm asking, please show me a way to have empathy for her. I can't because she has, she has none for anyone else. She's a narcissist. That's it. Do you think the conclusion I've come to have, do you think anyone else on this cast is a narcissist? Um, nah, not like that. Nowhere near like that. Uh, uh, no. Well, it's funny, like we haven't even got into it. And she's saying like, you know, this whole thing about me being cold and having no sympathy. I mean, as she's saying this, I'm like, well, you seem cold with these statements that you're about to make. Wait, time out. She's been called cold from her first season, which is when I was there. We called her cold. She was as cold as could be. That's been her. That's been with her since the the first season on the on the show. What I mean, this isn't new that only came with the lawsuits and the divorce. She's always been cold. And no one really warmed up to her when you were filming with her in the beginning. Right. I mean, mm. I can't remember what we saw really on screen, but you were, you were there. Yeah. I think that, I think that, um, she was warm. She liked Eileen and Eileen liked her because honestly, Eric was dying to get on a soap opera. Like she loved that Eileen was on a soap. I know what I was thinking. 
did you notice when Sutton was talking about her mother and they, they did the little thing on when they showed the clip with her mom saying like how she didn't miss Sutton's dad and da, 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 da. And they cut over to Erica's face and she kind of, Erica rolled her eyes when Sutton said how her mom was kind of cold or not. I don't remember the words. I, I, I really, I really think, and I'm not laughing. I'm not laughing at that. I'm, I'm, I think that so much of her issues come from her childhood. Her mom, from what I think and what I gather is that the mom was a flipping nightmare and she's scarred from her youth and her childhood. And she carries so much of this um, survivor mentality. And I think that's why she can't give anything up. And it's just me, 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 me. And she's worried only about her own survival and the hell with anybody else. And I think it stems all stems from her mom. I really do. What her mother was just like ran a strict household or was like, you're not do, do better. Like that type of stuff. I don't even know. I I think her mom wanted to be a, like a, like a soap opera star or something or on television and wanted a career. And then Erica went and had it. And her mom was like pushing her to do this and it was never good enough. And, this is all stuff that she had said, like nothing. She could never please her mother and her mom would, you know, was not nice to her, like mentally abusive, emotionally abusive, physically abusive. And she just, and I remember when she was, she always kind of like, she couldn't stand when people cried, Erica, like, don't you cry. And boy, oh boy, you know, now when she's crying, it's, it's yeah. like go and get fair, you know, like, I, I mean, I get it. Like we all have Fix issues. It. Like, you know, yeah. I don't, it's like, there's no excuse now. Now you're like 50 years old. You haven't Fix gone it. to therapy and, and, and realized like, you know, what your issues are. I mean, and figured it out. I mean, I'm yeah, not making it, light of mental no. health, but go and try. Right. I mean, who has, who does not have an issue from childhood or somewhere along the way you rise yep. above it when you figure it out, which does not happen at 18 for most people, but by 50 for a lot of people, it does. Right. Well, and, and maybe, you know, I'm, I'm saying all these things based on things I don't know, just what I gather and what I've witnessed and heard and experienced. When she met Tom, she was pretty young still. And all of a sudden she went from someone who was, you know, surviving, working as a waitress, you know, left her son, you know, stripper, go-go dancer, whatever she was constantly just trying to get by, get by. And then all of a sudden she meets this guy who literally gives her a 180 in life, changes her life completely. And, you know, it's one of those sayings, I'm sure you've heard it, where money only amplifies who you really are a really nice person who makes a lot of money and in, in, in falls upon a great deal of wealth it makes them better. Someone who's an asshole and really a, a, a shithead makes a bunch of money and they become a bigger asshole and a bigger shithead. And sorry, you know, if the shoe fits and, and when you have the opportunity to do right by someone in this situation, you know, and, and it's so funny because I read an article today with the guy that got burned in that PG&E, that the, the explosion, and the mom had come out and said something about how she's just, she can't 
you know, now everything that she sees about Erica, she's like, is she spending, you know, her son's money? And you just, you just have to say to yourself, just be humble for God's sakes, do what you can, but don't be so cold about it. I don't like that. Yeah. And making this statement, which she made that she would like the victims to be whole. Well, I mean, that's, I mean, who, who wouldn't really, but now, now why the word you don't, do you mean that? Like, is that a, like, that's a one liner. And I, and- you, you don't feel that that's for sure. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Check out betterhelp.com slash velvet You may not be feeling down and out and depressed or like you're at a total loss, but if your stress level is high, your temper is shorter than usual, or even if you're starting to feel strained in any of your relationships, you could probably use the chance to unload. Talk to someone who's completely unbiased and who's not going to judge you or take sides. If there's stuff you can't tell your friends or family, this this is the place to do it. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's a much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Unload the stressors and get some unbiased feedback. You'd be pretty surprised at what you might gain for it. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Behind the Velvet Rope listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash velvet rope. That's B E T T E R H E L P dot com slash velvet rope. Betterhelp.com slash velvet rope. I don't understand how someone threw it all in, you know, just a couple things like throughout the season that just stuck in your head when she made the comment to Dorit or to Kyle, whoever it was, where she said, you know, do do you know what happened to the money? She said, no, I'd like to know where the money went myself. Or like, she wants to know where the money went. Don't tell me you don't know where the money went. No, honey, I ain't buying that. You know how much money you spent. You know how many times the jet went out. You know how many times you went to dinner and had a $10,000 dinner because your husband was ordering $5,000 bottle of wine or throwing a party for a quarter of a million dollars. You do know. I mean, that's the thing. She became arrogant and cocky with the money, period. And, you know, that alone, even if you do have it, that alone, though, is so, to me, is so ugly. It's ugly to me too. It's not, I know it's not, listen, I know plenty of people like that live below their means, not cheap or, you know, they're not, but they, you just, I, I, I still go back to, if you Mm -hmm. are a truly happy person inside you, Mm -hmm. this goes for everything. New York is just as bad as LA. Like you don't need to like, like I, Nobody knows what I, I, I live below my means. Like, I mean, I live a very nice life, but you don't lead with your money. You don't, Mm-mm. you don't no. need to say like me, look at me. I mean, I still buy myself plenty of nice things, but it's like, 
you don't sorry for these fire whatever the hell that is that's all right sirens. but like you know what i'm saying that is the bottom yeah. line you don't you do it for the wrong reasons if you are not a happy person inside period the end that i'm positive of and if you are you still have like lovely things but you don't right. lead with your money people it's like when you go to Kathy's house, it's like people realize, I mean, it's different because everyone knows about Kathy Hilton, but you know, there's people where like, you have known them for so long and you're like, oh my God, I just went to their house. Like, uh, you never told me what, like, excuse me, this right. house is like insane. What? Like, right. Oh, you right. never talked about this. Like I have a friend like that in the city, like 20,000 Birkins never brings them out. She's just like, you right. know, this, these were gifts. Like I feel embarrassed to you. Like, you know what I'm saying? You just yeah. you learn people yeah. have money by just being like, Oh, I'm observing out of the corner of my eye, but they never talk about it. That means that it's, you don't lead with that. You're unhappy I, I, when that is your like, love me, look at me. And that's what Erica did. It was cocky. I think that there's a difference also. Uh, there's a difference on the show. And I think when the show originally started, do you remember like back in the days? And I really particularly remember it with like New Jersey when Teresa Giudici would like pull out like a roll of cash and like just start counting out hundreds. Well, we saw where that, that ended. But um, they used to do that. Remember on the on the Housewives show when they would like they'd go shopping and then they would like put the total of the amount of what they spent. Do you yes. remember that? Yes. Yeah. And so I think that the show started off with rewarding how showing like this flash and this opulence and, you know, and just this abundance of money and life and the sticker shock for people who don't have it. Like, Holy cow. She just went into, you know, the clothing store for children and spent $22,000 on kids outfits. Right. And, and then the show just kind of morphed into like all the designer stuff and the Birkins and the cars and the houses. And, the show, the show, and I can only speak for evolution because that's, you know, the only production company I worked with. But I remember when they said to me, and I may have told you this when they were like, Hey, Catherine, can you and Donnie go Rolls Royce shopping or jewelry shopping? And I was like, huh? And I think they would like, were tired of like going to the gym with us or whatever we were doing, you know, that was not exciting. And I said, I, I just would never buy a Rolls Royce. I would just never drive down. And I had a friend of mine who's a very, you know, great jeweler and beautiful things. And I called him. And I was like, Stan, can I come to your place and just try on some like over the top crazy necklaces and pretend like I'm going to buy them where I was never, I would never spend a million dollars on a diamond necklace. And, but that's what they want you to put out there. They literally like direct you to show it all. They want the closet tour. They, you know, how much of those shoes and how many Birkins do you have? And, you know, and you get rewarded for putting that out there. Especially in Beverly Hills. And they still kind of like, you know, when they had Crystal's bag and they said $95,000 for that. Exactly. It's like, Mm -hmm. they still do that at times. And like, like, even I think last season or whatever, like their one season where like Kyle and Sutton, I think they went to like Dolce, like they still do it. Yeah, but now it's not because there's so much of it. There's Birkins on every season right. or every uh, every city, right? It's like there it's a dime a dozen. I mean, truthfully, there everyone's got a flipping Birkin, you know. So it's like just showing the regular 
you know, Birkin isn't going to get you the attention, but if it's a limited edition, you've never seen this one before. And someone says, Hey, that Birkin is a $95,000 bag. They're like, okay, wait a minute. We got to film it. You're going to come in and make the comments about the bag and we're going to cut to the bag and we're going to make it a thing. Yeah. They, they, they love that stuff. But the viewers got to love it. They're doing it for a reason. You know what I mean? People want to see it. Right. I think people like the escapism. That's one of the comments I hear all the time about housewives that they actually want more of that. I actually think that's one of the reasons Beverly Hills does is still doing so well. They they don't want the normal, like, no, no. I mean, that is part of the problem with New York. I think that nobody is the true upper. I mean, there's disgustingly wealthy people. And yes, now maybe they, they don't want to be on a TV show. But that's another story, which is why New York's hard to cast. But like, that's a complaint about New York that they want to go back to like, I mean, they never really had that, but they want the uber wealthy New York. I think people want to escape. I, I, I do. I, I get that in my DMs all the time. They don't want the average. Yeah. No, no. But I think that people, I think the difference is, I mean, the train wreck that this season is because it's real with Erica that's great. That's, that's the kind of television that people want. But if they didn't have that, I think rather than, you know, the horrible fighting and, you know, ratting each other out for sleeping with this one or that one, you know what I mean? And having a show feel contrived, they'd rather have the Lisa Vanderpumps where you walk in and there's swans in the front yard and she's got, you know, a hundred little glass bud vases mounted to the wall and there's a fresh rose in each one of them. They want to see that over you know, someone calling someone an effing see you next Tuesday, right? Am I wrong about that? I think for Beverly Hills, it's all about the opulence. Yeah, I think I want to see all of that. I do. Yeah. With some interesting, you know, because like a lot of people, I mean, I don't really always know how people feel about people until I have them on my show and then I read my comments. So like, I just had Crystal on my show. I listened and I liked her better after listening to that show. She's right. I mean, she's listen, I felt that she was authentic. Like I talk to people all the time and I'm just like, mm-hmm. not all the time, but yeah. a lot of times you're like, this wasn't real. I, I get it. There are people listening. You should don't trust me. But like, I can tell when you have just been canned for an hour. Right. And I'm not going right, to call right. you out. I mean, but I, I can tell Crystal, honestly, I feel was very authentic and same thing with Sutton she was on all three times like but Crystal was really like almost didn't like she didn't have that Hollywood edge and I mean that in a good way like she would I answer my questions like right not thinking of a headline or a soundbite she would just give me an answer right Right. not afraid to answer but also not trying to get the media or so I really Mm. felt Crystal was very authentic and that's why I like chatting with her I I thought this I felt the same thing and honestly I was like wow I really kind of got her wrong and I and I felt the way she talked about um how she was nervous and a little camera shy and it was hard for her in the beginning I felt like that's and and she said you know she had the uh people were calling her cold or closed off and she said I'm not like that at all I think it was nerves and I thought holy cow I I got her wrong because I really enjoyed her on your podcast and I listened to it because I thought, oh, let me see what she's saying. Let me listen to her and, and see if, I, if, if I'm if i wrong. And I, I was wrong about her. I, I like her. 
a lot of people said that. I mean, granted, a lot of people did then comment and say, get her off the damn show. Like she's boring as hell. I mean, I got a lot of that. I mean, it's in all the comments. I don't delete the comments, but uh, she's, listen, she's coming back. I mean, I think it's a hard season to stand out. I mean, it was Erica's season. Like this would have overtaken anything. I think that yeah. as we go into, cause you know, they're not going to waste any time with next season. Like it's starting now. Like it has to. What are they waiting for? This is all unfolding right now, you know, and, and, you know, maybe they've said, Hey, to the whole crew, we're going to pay you this much more money. Cause there's no downtime, nothing. Rumor is that they filmed that they had a skeleton crew or whatever at Kyle's at Porsche's bar mitzvah, which took place oh, I like believe two it. weekends. I believe it was like Dorit was there. Everybody was there. They would catch that. They, they would, they would definitely film that. Even if it, it even if they saved it, it didn't shoot, began shooting right away. They, and they always said, if there's ever anything really great that's going on, let us know. We'll always send someone out. Right. Like Teresa, I mean, New Jersey's done filming. It's wrapped, but Teresa and Louise, her man just moved into their new $3 million house in New Jersey that he bought. And I can tell you 100%. I know for a fact that it was filmed. Yeah, of course. Like this is Teresa. Like we're not going to not see her move in with this guy, we right. followed her life from the beginning. Of course, they sent a film crew there. Yeah. That's just how it is. That's just how it is. This is real, folks. <laughs> this is like, so yeah, I mean, well, I just also, before we get off Erica, when it started, that's, I also had a moment of laughing where she's like, no, I, I am actually happy to be here. You know, I'm actually happy to clear this and put it to bed and move on. I'm like, sweetie, this is, this, this lawsuit is like this not is, going away. Right. This isn't your closure, baby. This is your closure for the season. Sure. I mean, if you want to call it closure, but we're going to do a whole nother season of, I mean, yeah. Oh gosh. Wait, what about, what about, did you notice when Rena and Garcelle made up how she was just like not having it, how Erica was like pissed off that they were. Yeah. I mean, I also didn't really feel that was a real moment. Listen, I think, I mean, I think going into next season, it will be interesting because now it's going to be like by the end of this reunion, which we'll discuss as we chat about it each week. But like, I think that, you know, Erica's going to go into the season speaking to nobody. I mean, that's the rumor that she doesn't speak to Kyle. There's no more Dorit. So I think I heard that Kyle and her hating each other, clashing, whatever you want to call it, is going to be the main focus. And now Crystal and Sutton are in a great place. So it's like that's Sutton will have, I mean, Crystal will have more of a role, but I think her and Kyle are going to, I think Kyle's going to, like, I hope Kyle's ready for what's to come. I mean, this is Erica's not going to be afraid of Kyle. No, but maybe now that Kyle is seeing that Erica doesn't have the fan sentiments and she's not liked, maybe Kyle will have a little bit more, um, you know, bravado to, to Bucker because, you know, someone said, Oh, she hates confrontation. Kyle hates confrontation. I think that that's part. I think that's pretty true. But I think because Erica's always talked so tough and, I, which I don't get. I, I, I would have never freaking backed down from her. Hell no. I remember when she was like in my face one time and I was, I was laughing when we were doing the Habitat for Humanity and, and she was like trying to tell me this and I was like, get your finger out of my face. And I'm kind of laughing because I thought, oh my God, if she like takes one step to me and then, and then I said, and she goes, or, I think she said, or what? And then she said, are you going to hit me? And I thought, 
at least she knows me a little bit. I mean, I don't want to ever do that. I stopped that, you know, in grade school, but if you come too close, uh... <laughs> well, then your season six might've been cut short, Catherine. Yeah. I would have been like the Porsche that like freaking drag someone by the ponytail. If, if, oh yeah. I could have, that could have been me. Mm. They, they could have brought you out just for the reunion to sit in a different area and said her season was totally. cut short. She's, she was cu- kicked off for slapping. <laughs> I didn't understand why Sutton. I mean, I, I, well, I, I shouldn't say that. I get it. Like knowing her, knowing her, I mean, having her on the show three times, you get to know, like she, I could, that was real. Like she was scared. Like Sutton's not used to that. I, I would have been 100%. the same as you. I would have been like, or what? Like, I don't understand. Like you lay one hand on me, sweetie. Like you're going, you will go to jail. Cause I will go right to the, I'll be calm. I'll just go right to the police and we'll have charges here. Like, yeah, you can, you, you can hit me. I'm, I'm just going to go straight to the police. When she, when she does the threatening and poor Teddy, I remember when she told Teddy, like, don't you ever do that again. And Teddy's little face was like, okay. Like she was so scared. And I thought, what she, you want to talk about a bully for nothing. But I think, again, that's like, I think she's got issues. I think she really needs some serious therapy. And I think maybe after all this, however the cards fall, maybe she'll get it. I mean, I I hope so. You do. I I mean, I was just thinking like, let's drop Er Eric, let's drop Erica and either, well, the two that come to my mind are are Atlanta or New Jersey. Like there she wouldn't, I mean, she just is picking on people that are not like that. She knows like, let's go to New Jersey with Teresa and Dolores. Oh, honey. You know, or let's throw you down Kenya more like they will there would be literally physical fights. I mean, right. Like oh, Teresa would, there would she, literally be a she, physical fight. She, she would never act that way with them. She wouldn't. Never. She wouldn't. I mean, even, I mean, the one, she really didn't even do it with me except on the show. And she, and then she's famous for calling everyone names behind their back. And I, w- I didn't like that. She called Sutton the, the F and see you next Tuesday, the F and bitchy. See you next Tuesday. What? I really? How she she stopped doing that for a little bit because she kind of got a lot of heat after like our season when she used the trashy language and people were like, what is she saying? You're like, wow, this is really low budget. And then she kind of cleaned it up so she could become a little bit more of like a household favorite. I think for the for the people that aren't on social media, the people that don't have a IG account but are still fans, and no that never went away she just like toned it down and now honey the guns are out and blazing she's back to who she really is do you think rena will stay you know because you talk about the fans and the Mm -hmm. reaction like kyle maybe right will have some backbone now that she sees the fans hate erica is rena who does like i personally think this was a calculated this is my opinion even though you will get you know i think that Rena is only only cares about Rena and Harry and Amelia Gray and Delilah Bell period and she cares about Alal Booker who's dating the daughter that's it so I personally think that Rena is like okay everybody is going to be against Erica on the cast 
I need to be the central storyline as always. And the only way to do that is to defend Erica because otherwise I'll just be like Garcia. I'll be like everyone else and I will not stand out. And the only way this season for me to stand out because nobody gives a fuck about me. It's all about Erica is to be loyal to Erica. That's what I think. And so to create my story for the season, I'm going to back Erica. I honestly, that's so funny that you say that because tonight when Erica started talking about I don't know what it was. I noticed and they cut over to, to Rena listening to Erica talking. And I felt like Rena's face was like, hmm, oh, what? Like she was hearing it all for the first time and not necessarily believing it. You know, a little bit surprised and taken aback like everyone else was. And yeah, I, I think that Rena is, um, I, 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 I don't think that she will forever be on Erica's. And if she really truly is a, a great friend, if they really do have that kind of friendship, then I really don't know her. Cause I, I think truthfully they have nothing in common other than the fact that they're both trying to make money on the show period. Unless, unless Ren is really, really changed. <laughs> and you really saw a kind, gentle Rena when you filmed and you were. Yeah. I, she, that's who she really is. I mean, as much as like, I can say, I, you know, I, I'm not a fan of what she does to make the show go, you know, in the same sense, it's a TV show and everyone knows what they're signing up for that it's entertainment and people are going to take it to different levels and, you know, not have the same morals and scruples as some of the other castmates, but she's not, I was shocked by the Denise Richards thing that I'll say that I cannot, I don't, I don't know how to justify that. And maybe again, she wasn't really good friends with Denise and Denise could go by the wayside like Garcelle. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, where was it where she was saying like, you know, yeah, I think in the finale where she was saying like, yes, I will deal with Denise and I will reach out to her when it's time. And I mean, I don't think Denise is going to be interested in chatting with her ever. I don't think that she's going to do that anyway, though. I don't think that was ever, if it's a real true friendship, you're not doing that. You're just not doing those things to each other. No, like if you have a real true friend and you also want to stay on the TV show, you just choose a different way to go about it. You don't say to Uh your real true friend, I'm going to be the one that's going to call you out all season. Yeah. You find something else. Right. And when Denise was crying and basically like pleading with her, like, this is my family, this is my marriage, like, you know, and you haven't been a good friend to me. And, and I felt like that one moment, I mean, here we are going back to last season when Brenda started crying and she's like, you're right. I haven't been a good friend. I said, okay, that's real. That was the real Renna. I believe that. Well, but- I- Eileen, you know, not that Eileen is all about like, she's a good person, Rena. I mean, she's, you know. That's because I think Eileen really knows her. I don't, I I really, I mean, listen, there's a lot I don't like about the way Rena conducts herself on the show, but I will hold my ground and say that I don't think that that's all of who she is. I, I don't know that side to her. She's a very different person on the show from who I knew a long time ago. Well, just slow down there, Catherine. I am not so sure about that. Catherine is 
convinced that the Rinna that she worked with during season six and filmed with and the Rinna that she knows in real life is not the Rinna that she sees on the screen today, which I probably agree with that, but she is convinced that there is the old Rinna in there and Rinna, when this is all over, is going to say, it's me, the joke is on all of you, it was just an act. I'm a wonderful, nice person. So listen, Catherine and I, we're not afraid to go there with each other. I'm not sure I agree with all of that. That is going to continue in our conversation tomorrow. This was an epic chat. The more Catherine and I said, listen, this is our last question. Then we talked for five more minutes. Then we said, really, this is the last question. Then we talked for like 15 more minutes. Then we're like, let's wrap up. Then we talked for like another 45 minutes. So as we tried to wrap it up, we just had so much to say. Garcelle and Rinna, is, 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 do they have any chance of repairing this friendship? I mean, is Garcelle still upset about Denise? We get more into that. Rinna and Erica, I mean, are they really friends? I mean, does this have any chance or is this just like, we both need a paycheck, girl, and let's work this out? We cover it all, almost a three-hour chat. Part two is tomorrow right here. Part three is the big daddy level of Patreon on Saturday. So I know most of you are on our Patreon, everyone who's not. So part two tomorrow, part three Saturday, big daddy level of Patreon. We are going to cover it all. We are just getting started. This is only part one of the reunion. Do you guys want Catherine back? next week and the week after and the week after that. Should we cover all four parts of the reunion? But part two tomorrow, right here, part three on Patreon, Big Daddy Level on Saturday. We are going to just analyze the hell out of this first part of this reunion. And we talk about next season. We have a lot of predictions about next season. And we think a major, major ex-RHOBH will be back, not this season, maybe the season after. So we got stuff coming. Stay tuned. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind the Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.